My name is MJ. I won't tell you my last name, or what my initials stand for, or even if those are my real initials. I fought so many aliens over the years, but the Yerks, they were my first. And as they say, you never forget your first. Welcome to Minds at Yerk. That's the podcast that this is. <laughs> My name is Alex. I'm Megan. I'm Tim. And I'm MJ. <laughs> Tim, Hello. So Wait, I didn't know if I was going last or what. So <laughs> just gonna... I figured I would go last as, you know, not being a regular on this podcast. <laughs> and still somehow our second smooth- smoothest intro ever. <laughs> How's like, everybody doing? Just for everybody at home, MJ got like no preparation <laughs> For that intro, she just got thrown right in it, and she did it like a champ. So that she did because we normally do so much preparation. <laughs> That's fair. I do believe our first episode was wing it. You can do it. Winging it is our brand. It's almost like I do other stuff. Just call us Tobias. Oh God! Did I ask how everybody is? I you know did. I asked before we recorded. You did. I am okay. doing fantastic. I am also doing fantastic. <laughs> I am doing solidly okay. <laughs> it is a Sunday. And I've seen both Meg and MJ in person in the last week. So there. Holy shit, and that's still, true. And still, Alex is the only person that I've met in person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still not convinced that MJ is real. I think MJ she's is com- real. She's computer generated. Did you get pictures, Alex? Because without pictures... We forgot to take yeah. a picture! <laughs> I there never is no get pictures. Set. I know. Like, the second I walked away, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> the only pictures I got were of the pastries, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we know the pastries are real. The pastries were very real and very good. MJ, still question mark. <laughs> MJ is real and makes excellent recommendations of places to go get drinks. Yay! Where'd you guys go? The fact that they had a... uh, We went to Hurley's. Okay. They had a black and tan on the menu, which made me very unhappy. (laughs) Why? But... But Oh, okay. So I'm Irish-American, which means that I hear a lot from my dad about Ireland and what it was like there and what our family was like there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I know that black and tans are not good things. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. A black and tan is actually a mercenary titleder uh, hired out by the uh, UK government to uh, control the Irish populace. Interesting. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, there's a lot of angst that comes with being Irish American. Like, ben- I don't know if any of it is deserved, but it's there. <laughs> ben and Jerry got pushed back a few years ago for making a black and tan ice cream. I remember yeah. that. It's also why you don't order an Irish car bomb. Like, it's up there. Yeah. That, that one seems sort of obvious. I mean, yeah. the fact that there's a drink called a car bomb usually it's not a good thing, but yeah. I just don't like cars. So, yeah, Jenna could not be with us this week, so we invited MJ on, who is amazing. And if you join our Discord, you can chat with her frequently. It's super awesome, and we're very glad you're here. Yes. It's true. I kind of burst down the door and said, hey, guess what? You're all my friends now. <laughs> <laughs> and they listened for some reason. I mean, how do you think the rest of us became friends? slowly ingratiating each other over the course of various podcast episodes maybe you but i think i've pretty much forced him to be my friend so. <laughs> oh okay fair <laughs> so do we want to talk about animorphs yeah i guess sure <clears throat> well don't sound too excited everybody <laughs> i mean it's I'm not, not like this lie. one has dinosaurs or anything i was a little disappointed <laughs> by this book what i'm sorry i'm just throwing it out there now and getting it out there early oh my goodness i was bored well before we get into that (laughs) tim so megamorphs number two in the time of dinosaurs a nuclear sub has gone down and the gang is going to help cassie finds the sub 
They realize too late the sub is being scuttled. The setting that they arrive in is weird, and there are strange creatures. Tobias and Rachel get eaten. The remaining gang finds dinosaurs. Rachel claws, claws her and Tobias out, and they find dinosaurs. Tobias morphs and heals his broken wing, or to heal his broken wing. It doesn't work. Marco almost gets eaten by a T-Rex, but Axe drops the T-Rex. Cassie has a plan. Axe gets to work on the T-Rex. Rachel and Tobias see a campfire, maybe, but get caught by Dionysus. Dionysus is my favorite Greek god. <laughs> Cassie is Bear Grylls, and Tobias acquires a Dionysus. 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 <laughs> There's a stampede of giant dinosaurs running from a T-Rex. Tobias attacks Rachel and becomes the pack leader. Jake gets eaten by a T-Rex, acquires it, then thrown up. Axe says that lightning they saw earlier wasn't natural, and the gang finds a city. Tobias and Rachel encounter a pair of Spinosaurus and encounter a race of aliens called the Nest, the Nesk, which are made up of smaller things. Group A morphs birds to inspect the city and are attacked by flying dinosaurs. Group B are chased by alien ants and jump off a cliff above the city. For the clarification, who's A and who's B? A is everybody except uh, Rachel and Tobias. Okay. Yeah. The gang is reunited and something starts talking to them. I was really hoping you were going with and it feels so good. (laughs) Same, to be honest. It's the asymmetrical crabs from the city. They're Mercora. They don't like the Nesk. The gang discusses the moral implications of time travel. The gang is going to attack the Nesk at dawn to steal a nuke. They morph dinosaurs, four T-Rex, and two Dinonychus. The T-Rex don't handle the morph well and pick a Triceratops fight. Cassie loses it worse and kills a Triceratops and then is unhappy. The gang invades the Nesk, who have a thought speak detector, and the battle is on. Rachel finds a nuke. The Nesk are about to take everyone out when the Mercora arrive. The Nesk and Mercora lose a ship, and the Mercora pulls off a leg of each of themselves. The Nesk leave, but divert the comet that's been looming of all book over Earth so that it hits in less than a day. The one nuke is the only chance to stop it. Tobias tells Axe to sabotage the nuke because the comet needs to hit. The gang runs away, and the comet closes the Sario rip. The gang is back home and question their role in time. And that's... Megamorphs number two. So, we know what Meg thought of this one. What did everyone else think? I like this one. I thought it was good. I thought it was complicated. Like, I enjoyed reading it, but it was also very heavy. I think that's fair. There was just a lot going on. I liked this one, too. I was struggling to remember what goes on in this one, and basically I remember the first half, but not the second, is is how that turned out. Um, Meg. Yes. Why did you not like this one? I don't know. It's what I feel like it adds very, very little to our overall plots. I mean, I get it's supposed to be like our blockbuster break, but also the fact that all these kids are really dumb about dinosaurs. I was a kid <laughs> in the 90s. I was not this dumb. And the entire time, the comet, only one of them's like, oh, that's the comet that's going to hit the rest. They're like, comets don't hit Earth. What are you talking about? Really? Just. It goes back to, what, what was it, last book where, was it last book, Axe book, where they were like, how did he get this morph? And no yeah. one stated the obvious. It just was a kind of another moment of that. And I don't know. It's fine. It's not my least favorite, but it just is a very middle of the road. That's fair. I definitely see what you're talking about, Meg. It doesn't really add to our main our main story, our main plot. It doesn't drive the main action forward very much in the overall arc of the series all it does in my opinion is provide depth slightly more depth to the characters we get some rachel and tobias together like one-on-one we see cassie's increased struggle with violence we see jake trying to be a good leader we see more of their personalities come out in this i feel that's also, fair i did tweet like tobias rachel dino date and like that was great. <laughs> um and i do you know we do have a cassie book coming up next and um, yeah, she's really been struggling with the like internal balancing her beliefs versus what she has to actually do. And I think it's all going to come to a head here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It just felt a little flat. Axe does will... not used much at all. No, Axe doesn't show up to like, I mean, he's in it, but he doesn't narrate to like chapter 25. Yeah. Um, I will say this too, as maybe not to Tobias extent, but as a dinosaur kid, I definitely wanted, definitely wanted to know what it would be like if they morphed dinosaurs. Like from a very like, this is almost fan service, right? This is almost like, this is almost like the side story fan service. Hey, let's do this thing. That's almost non-canonical because it's fun. Yeah. I also remember why I have not... 
like I really shied away from broccoli my entire life and like <laughs> people will ask me be like why don't you like broccoli and I'm like I know there's a reason <laughs> I just don't like broccoli and now I read this like the moment that comes up I started cracking up and was like oh, okay I remember every bit of why I have avoided broccoli my entire life Carrots I feel are like fine, we've though. I feel like we've learned a lot about how much your life and personality have been shaped by decisions <laughs> informed by jokes in animorphs Is that a bad thing? No, but it's an interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, it's my it's my Lord of the Rings. What I want to know, while we are on references to high fantasy series, is if the what seems to be Song of Ice and Fire reference is in fact a reference to that. Because as soon as they start talking about the comet and hanging over the sky and how dark it is, they do use the phrase night full of terrors. And all I can think is the night is dark and full of terrors and the comet in Game of Thrones and all of that. And this would have been out in the same year as the second one, but the first first one also mentions mentions the comet so who knows i've always got to find some kind of thing to say oh this must be a reference and that is it for this book you're welcome for me so much of it felt like a doctor who episode yeah yes yeah yeah that's that's a great way of putting it specifically matt smith era yep where there doesn't need to be aliens but suddenly there are aliens it's like all right you did a you 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 got past that line just a little bit too much to bring it back a little bit or (laughs) or where you expect there to be aliens and instead it's a spaceship full of dinosaurs (laughs) and suddenly mr weasley's there and you're like what the hell's going on I was about to say, for this book, Principal Cha- Vice Principal Chapman will be played by Arthur Weasley. I like that. Yeah. He has a real name, but I don't remember it. It's Arthur Weasley. Okay. Yeah. Tim, that's a character from Harry Potter. Thanks. Appreciate it. I got it. With the There was a whole bunch of Weasleys, wasn't there? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Arthur, I guess, and, was the dad? Yeah. Yes. Dad, and he dad played, played Rory's father on Doctor Who on the... Oh, that's why. Okay. Dinosaurs in Space episode. <laughs> that was where I got lost, is where did we make the jump? <laughs> Well, we're always hopeful, Tim, that each jump will be the jump. <laughs> that that one I get. I know. <laughs> All right. So I want to split this into two acts because I think this is pretty much in two acts. We have Dinosaur Survival Act and we have, oh, whoops, we found another Alien War for Earth Act. So Dinosaur Survival Act. Everyone runs and screams and eventually figures out we can morph dinosaurs too. Let's do that. <laughs> I really like the setup for how they are acquire the the dino morphs um, or dino DNA, <laughs> because you cannot just walk up to a T Rex and be like, "Hey, listen." Hey, <laughs> I will, I will give Jake credit for this one in particular because I'm like, just acquire it and morph in its throat and go all chest buster on it or at least make it cough you up. This is how you survive, dude. And then he did it. <laughs> I'm disappointed we didn't have a third instance of someone morphing inside of another feature because rule of three. You exactly. have it yeah. happen twice. You have to have it happen a third time. Maybe because there was two in the first one, you can kind of give it to him. Maybe. Oh, mm. I really, really, really want dino flip flops. T-Rex flip-flops. Like, as a kid, I really wanted them. The moment they came back, I was like, oh, damn, I still want those. My image of those, you know the little, like, booties that they'll put over their shoes? Like, people will put over their shoes to make sure that they don't get dirt in your house or mud in your house. That was sort of, like, the idea of what I envisioned that they had on themselves. But I couldn't figure out how they made, like, an elastic band. The tendons and muscles. Ugh, ugh, gross. I pictured Crocs. (laughs) Yours is probably a lot closer to what everybody, like, actually intended other than my little, like, paper bags or leather bags, I guess, that went over somebody's feet. Mine's also, you know, almost a pun, which is not as good as a pun. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not. I mean, we've very much established that if we are stuck in the woods or lost or whatever, the one person we want out of this group is 100% Cassie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's a closet prepper. Like, she's she's a doomsday prepper. She has all of this stuff laid out already. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is she a doomsday prepper? I think so. Or does she just know a lot of animal trivia? No, no, no. Doomsday prepper. She was way too ready to go with everything. She, she, there's no doubt in my mind she has a bug out bag somewhere, at least one. I 
I'm with Tim on this yeah. one. I think that she has been prepared for a while. Yes, absolutely. I think it's either her involvement with the Yerks has got her ready to run. <laughs> yep. Or her, her parents passed it down to her and yeah. they're like this. And they taught her to be like this. Both of those are very, very reasonable. <laughs> but it's so true. It's so true. She made so shoes out think... of dinosaurs. Like, that's she not did. somebody who's just like on a whim, like, hey, I'm good at this. No, you are ready. I mean, sometimes confidence is all you need to sell that. <laughs> um, the one thing about it, though, is like, at some point we did establish Cassie is a vegetarian, right? Because like, she was uh, trying to talk Rachel into it, and Rachel had bacon, and Cassie could smell it. I think it was when they morphed wolves. This is a really weird thing to remember, but it was just like, she was so ready to eat that T-Rex meat and like, not a second pause. And I get it, so hungry, you're going to eat whatever's in front of you. But I had a moment of like, no, we've established canonically that Cassie is a vegetarian. Until it's time for her prepping training. At which point. (laughs) She just suddenly eats meat. I mean, like, that's not something you can like. We do what we do to survive. Jump back into that easily. It was already dead. No. (laughs) Yes. However. I think it depends on where the vegetarianism like comes from. Like what kind of place. Uh, Is it because you just don't want to eat meat? Or is it because you don't want to eat meat if you don't have to yeah that's fair and like once the meat like if meat ever tries to attack me i feel like that'd be a reason to break your (laughs) veganism too the meat tried to make me meat so now i'll eat its meat i just would have enjoyed a marco moment of him being like aren't you a vegetarian and her being like no my dude he did try to eat me i feel like at that point she would have just slit his throat (laughs) (laughs) and worn him as shoes yes she would have worn a Marco suit. <laughs> reached reached into her morphing suit and pulled out some fava beans and a nice Chianti. She would have made first a, human death. a Marco Tantan for her to sleep in. God. Wow, I thought he smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best rip on Marco, I believe, was Rachel. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. It usually is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Rachel. That when they're talking to the, the Mercora, they think we're intelligent, Rachel whispered. So, Marco, keep quiet. We don't want them to learn the truth. <laughs> that one made me laugh out loud. I did enjoy that one. That was very good. Rachel Rachel and Marco banter is like, it has to be my favorite in the book. When they get to <laughs> I, going back and forth, I enjoy that I, greatly. I really enjoyed Cranky Rachel and Cranky <laughs> Tobias. Yeah. You know what? Like, each of no. them just kind of snippy, but also like really being conscious about I shouldn't be too awful to the other. I'm just hungry. <laughs> Tobias makes a comment where he's like, Rachel's not my favorite. And I was like, dude, you almost fucking killed her. You don't get to be pissy. Like, you don't. You fucked up. <laughs> it happens. And you apologized. And yes, she's hungry. But she also gets to be cranky and hold it over your head that you almost killed her for at least a day. You don't get to turn around and be like, I don't like Rachel much right now. <laughs> See, I read it all as much more playful than that. He doesn't say it to her. It'd be one thing if he said it to her, I'd read it playful. But his thought is, I don't like Rachel much right now. It's one of the the two things I highlighted. That's fair. I still, in general, like the two of them was my favorite part of this book. I mean, again, Dino Date, Rachel and Tobias are the (laughs) alone time that we actually get to see. I'm happy, but Tobias did almost kill her. And he does get to like have to make up for that. Do we have an explanation for the odd moments where some of our characters hear their own voices from outside? I really thought this was going to be something. Yeah, me too. I really thought that we were going to get like in the back half and then the Illumist showed up and he showed us all the ways we were going to die and told us we could tell ourselves one thing. And then after the second time it happened, it never happened again. I totally missed this. Yeah, I, I don't remember this at all. Okay, so it happened twice. It happened to Rachel and it happened to Mark. Yeah. It happened to Rachel while she was suffocating inside the whale-like dinosaur that I can't remember the name of. Oh, I do remember that. Okay. And yeah, and she heard her voice say, um, like, not your lungs, idiot. Uh, So she punched the lungs of the creature. And then later, Marco was trying to escape and he heard his voice say, morph you, idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, I didn't put that together. I thought that was just... 
like a writing yeah i just thought it was internal speak but you're right the way that the marco one is definitely set up it is yeah it is it's an outside voice that's so bizarre yeah yeah i wrote elemis like 10 times throughout my notes yeah (laughs) i didn't even give i was i was really surprised we made it to the end of this without the elemis showing up this seemed like even in my head i was like i remembered this having the elemis in it for some reason which i guess just it's been 20 years and i was wrong is the reason well maybe that later he comes up and it's like hey you remember when you were dinosaurs that was me enjoy 90s kids you remember when that one set of dinosaur footprints carried you across the beach that was me (laughs) (laughs) i was just so excited when that punching into the lungs thing happened because i was like that is smart yeah (laughs) god damn um i do also have to let's see i have a note here in fact a pair of notes because it happened twice they finally finally hyphenated spider-man correctly consistently oh my (laughs) goodness did they really they did three times spider-man is named and three times he is hyphenated i remember the one where somebody was ripping on marco for him like that being the only thing he knew was how to name spider-man's powers yeah that's the only time i remember it being mentioned that was the third time he's also mentioned earlier on uh when Marco's complaining about the, the morphing suits. Can you imagine us being in a comic book alongside Spider-Man? We'd look like the Clampets. The what? You know, the Beverly Hillbillies. He- Beverly Hillbillies. Marco, you do realize Spider-Man isn't real, right? Rachel asked. <laughs> Both of those were correctly hyphenated. I have a note about that line, too, but mine is more about whenever someone claims that something isn't real within a high fantasy or sci-fi setting, I want to scream. Yeah. Because you're about to morph into a dolphin, <laughs> right? Yeah, <you> <laughs> <fuck up. laughs> That is a very good point. I also did not understand why Rachel was afraid they were going to give her shit for knowing the magic school bus. The magic I school bus either. is awesome. Like that my, might be a shame. my friend Mary, literally, she's a teacher and literally, I swear to God, dresses like Miss Frizzle and it is my favorite thing in the entire world is grabbing dinner with her after uh, she gets off work because it's like a galaxy scarf with this like very beautifully loud brown like dress that reminds me of Earth with like these great tights and I'm like, how does everything work? And yet it's because she's Miss Frizzle. It's the only explanation. <laughs> and Miss Frizzle is the best. Miss Frizzle yes. is the best. I mean, she's also Lily Tomlin. I also, it's how I learned about the planets. Yeah. And people gully works. It's how I would have known to punch through into the lungs because Miss Frizzle told me. Oh, yes. <laughs> I bet it's why Rachel knew. <laughs> I bet it's why Cassie knew how to field dress a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think Marco is attracted to this submarine in the beginning anyways? Marco has pretty much consistently been about, like, we don't do things unless it's... It's not that he's scared, but he's not the person to initiate something. I mean, this was another one of those Elemist moments. Because he even says, like, I don't know why I did this. It just felt like felt like I should. I don't know if he says, like, a voice told me. I don't think he gets that explicit. No, it. he doesn't say that. But it's very much that, like, I don't know, something something made me think I should. Yeah, Let me find it. It's weird because no one puts up a fight about it at all. Yeah, I read it as, like, Marco is, at his core, a good person. But around it is a lot of wall and a lot of posturing so he often like has this idea to do good and he has to kind of battle it out because his persona does not do that good thing so he has to kind of have this internal moral struggle about it he says i carried about 24 items to my dad then took off out into the rain to walk to jake's house i had to tell him about the sub i don't know why i just had to i guess i thought we could possibly help i think it's that i don't know why i just had to made me think Okay, is the Elemist poking? Like, it's that same way that in another book, Tobias knew which way to look or to fly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that too. Though I do like this kind of idea that if the war ends and they still have these abilities, that there's a way that they can use them in a peaceful way to help people. And yeah. it doesn't yeah. have to always be fighting. So- that's... Yeah, it's just the kind of ground rule that always gets broken is we only morph to hell or fight against the Yurks. And even then, there's usually a fight about, like, why are we doing this? And it's just not in this book. It, it's a it get wanting to jump in as quickly as possible to get to the dinosaurs. It's a rushed beginning. Maybe that's what yeah. my problem is, is I was like, there's not... The dinosaurs are cool. The setup isn't in, char- in character is probably not the right word, but it doesn't make sense to me. 
Do you think but, it was like a safer opportunity to help it? That's the reason that Marco, like Marco, like clearly he doesn't want to die and he doesn't want to get hurt. But so this one help with this nice, safe, precariously perched nuclear sub. Well, <laughs> yeah, because it didn't sound like it was going to be quite as much of a fight. I mean, those are the things that always turn into fights for them. That's true, but maybe that was the the thing that sort of initiated. Here's an opportunity to help that may not result in us dying. So <laughs> let's go do that. Whereas most of the time it's let's go fight these yurks. So I don't want to do that because they're actively trying to kill me you know yeah so it's just not usually what marco does no agreed agreed i also agree with the point about it being rushed but i'll say this too like how many times have we had they figure out we're going to go to the beach morph become dolphins and infiltrate this thing underwater yeah but how many times has that been not yerk related none i mean usually when when they go into something that isn't yerk related like when they let the bird out at the uh car shop um when there was, you know, Marco morphed into a gorilla because at a gun holdup, um, Cassie and Rachel did something with rats, I think. I don't know. It, it's usually just one or two of them. It just is a very weird setup to not yeah. have, like, clearly there's no York involvement. It's yeah. a stuck submarine. So it's very weird for the fact that all six of them is it six yeah. or seven uh, end up going to this yeah yeah, yeah. It's, normally your story introductions are the ones that don't have it's your little like i'm by myself or just me and one other person we're yeah together jake's not gonna like this but we're gonna do it anyway <laughs> it's that kind of thing i can't tell the others because they know i don't like this but i'm going to do it anyways because i'm a hypocrite <laughs> <laughs> you really don't like jake do you <laughs> It's not so much that I dislike Jake so much as I enjoy making fun of authority figures, and he's the authority figure. Oh, bless. Also, I don't like him. <laughs> I'm just going to point out, Sean Ashmore, like, this is my selling point on Jake all the time. Okay, but Iceman, not Cyclops. Yeah, the last Iceman run I read was amazing. Yeah, I am cool with Sean Ashmore as Iceman. As Jake, fine. You know what? He could be worse. <laughs> but Jake is a Cyclops, and that is all. Now I want this is like, my hill. I die on it. I want. I mean, your hill's not wrong. I just am amused. I want fan art of like an actual Cyclops Jake with like one eye and like knowing the day that he dies and like whatever all that stuff that goes along with Cyclops are. So basically, you want someone to redraw the Animorphs as X Men? No, 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 not it's like like oh. an actual Cyclops, like a mythological oh, like, Cyclops. Yeah. What if like I told you that Scott Summers? Wrong? What? Where he accidentally morphs back wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a Steve, that, that's like Stephen King writes a, 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 an Animorphs book. He changed back, but he changed back wrong. It's Animorph Cemetery. What do we think about the fact that Tobias was not able to heal through morphing? I mean, the real answer is that K.A. Applegate forgot and had to rewrite it after, you know, or had to add an explanation. But it is weird. It's not the first Sario rip we've had. We've, you know, the last one did have healing. Yeah. So, I don't know. The further back you go, the harder it is, I guess. Maybe there... Well, here's... Here, this was another one of those maybe elemist moments for me too, but here's the best I could work out. Either Z space not only exists outside of space, but also time, which I think the last Axe book pretty well argues against because time passes for them there Mm -hmm. and they're still in a timeline when they get stuck in it. So maybe there's just before morphing is invented because Andalites haven't evolved yet, not enough extraneous mass in Z space to heal, but then I don't know where they get the mass to be dinosaurs so that does break down yeah i thought it was elemis bullshit too is that gonna be like our our catch-all if something doesn't make sense it's the fucking elements i don't know that i'm saying it's a i don't know that i'm saying it's an answer for me i'm saying i expected it to be the answer and was surprised when it wasn't it uh it it does seem like the elemis job to just come in and sort of like i want the story to go on this track so i'm just gonna (laughs) step in and go that way and whatever adjustments i need to make however convenient or inconvenient like that's his whole existence so what every sorry go ahead i was just gonna say every time i thought that there was an elemis like kind of twist it gave me the impression that this whole story was set up between the elemis and whoever the elemis counterweight is yes to kind of vie for keeping the timeline or changing the timeline have, have you read all these books mj or are you reading them for the first time i have read most of them i think i fell off during the ghost writing okay. phase okay. and um i have like very strong distinct memories from a good number of them um for example the next book without spoiling anything 
thing is probably one of my strongest Cassie memories. Okay. So like was... that's the story that stayed with me for years. That was a really good job of not spoiling anything and giving me anything for my <laughs> predictions. I was really hoping you were going to slip up there a little bit. But... We did kind of screw this up. What is your relationship with Animorphs and yeah. who is your favorite character? Um, I think Rachel might be my favorite, though I feel like it changes depending on who I'm reading because I get to know them a little bit better each time. But I think Rachel might be. I cannot remember who strong. I ever get. Yeah. I can't remember who I get. Is That's it? a solid choice, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember reading them when I was in elementary school. Uh, that sounds right. I am old. I also remember, um, I said this in the Discord, I have a very distinct memory of sitting in the back of my parents' car with an Animorphs book in my hand, and I don't know why, but I told them that I was going to be an author when I grew up. <laughs> I mean, working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first, like, RP, like, getting into the fanfic side. I mean, I ran around on the playground, you know, pretending to be Animorphs, so totally, totally get where you're coming from there. Yeah, I didn't get too much into the fandom. Uh, I actually actually have you know those storage ottomans i have one that is full of animorphs books <laughs> nice. so i have almost all of them but i did not have this one. Oh, interesting so i have a good number of them i think it was whenever i could get my hands on one i did and i think maybe i wasn't that good about keeping up with the order yeah so this is all refreshing my memory <laughs> <laughs> um while we were on the elemist i was going to ask how many midichlorians do you think the elemist has i only barely get them oh, that's a terrible reference terrible. but that's kind of where we were going with them right yeah. the whole yeah he's Obi-Wan Kenobi waving his hand yeah mm-hmm. he's an old blue man with a beard I much prefer the idea of the Elemist not being scienced away though <laughs> All right. Anything else on first half on on dino survival pulp fiction <laughs> times? I'm really bummed nobody turned into a T. Uh, I was about to say T Rex. A Stegosaurus. Sorry. I mean, they didn't even show an Ankylosaurus. So were those in the whatever period we're in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex. Were they? <laughs> Let me look them up. <laughs> I mean, I had a moment of like, there are no raptors, but raptors I think are actually Jurassic. Ankylosaurus did show up all the way to the end of the Cretaceous period thank okay. you told you i was a dino kid they were my favorites and i was sad then that there were none those were the ones with Even like the could have been the, the wrecking ball tail right yeah they were basically armadillo dinosaurs yeah, with yeah, a yeah. wrecking ball tail yeah okay they were have the we, cool ones that's a solid dinosaur right there have we truly established through science that like if a, you freeze a t-rex won't notice you or is that like <laughs> I, we haven't established it like personally <laughs> yeah I, I think i think that lives more in the realm of theory than in, in... i'm just curious okay so this book came out roughly what did we say the second jurassic world movie or yes jurassic park movie this would have come out after the second jurassic park so they i don't want to see these kids saw the first one right like they reference it in here yes. yes yeah so at no point does any kid like hey in the movie they froze should we try that now i granted i think it does a really great job of explaining how fucking terrifying it would be to face down a t-rex like yeah poor marco i would never sleep again <laughs> but i was just like freeze it won't see you freeze so side note that's how i deal with people I don't want to talk to at work. It's a 100% true story. Oh, so, that's that's why your name tag just says don't blink. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just stop and I just say to someone next to me, their vision is based on movement and I wait till they go away. <laughs> so, okay. I'm now going to pay attention to how much you move every time I'm trying to tell us to leave. Tim, your job from now on is only to move when Meg looks away. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and to always cover your face. Yes. I'm a weeping Tim. <laughs> a weeping Tim. A weeping Tim. A weeping Tim. Not picking that uh, one up. <laughs> Um, okay, so, by the way, also, Earth was colonized by rival a- alien gangs who wanted to kill each other. <laughs> Go. <laughs> the coolest moment in this in the second half was when, I think it was, Tobias drops down in dinosaur form on a pterodon and uses him as a hang glider. Oh, yes. Absolutely the coolest part of this book. Yeah. Like, I think Jake was reading that part and he's, like, describing it. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> I think the introduce the introduction of the nest is what put me on edge. I was just constantly nervous from that point on. <laughs> See now the Makora, like I couldn't like there's no way I could deal with a race that was asymmetrical. <laughs> like it would just bother me to no end. Oh, you have too many uh, legs on one side. <laughs> hey Tim. Yeah. People are asymmetrical. They're they're asymmetrical, but like from a distance they look pretty right lined up. <laughs> 
Like, they don't have like two arms on one side and one arm on the other. But then I thought that like they just described them wrong because they said there was four arms on one side, four big arms, and then like three little arms or something like that. So they always ended up walking sideways. And I'm like, no, they're just going forward. So those arms are on the front, <laughs> and they got the big arms on the back. But then I guess their eyes were over here. So I was I was struggling with that. Okay, let the all right. Yeah. Picture a crab, Tim. Yep, got it. Now take one leg off of one side of the crab. All right. Now the crab that has the side that has four legs. Those legs are yoked. Okay. They've been also exercised. on the side with four legs. Giant crab pincer. <laughs> okay. Three prongs on the side, which I, I had a hard time with too. There was like an inner um, prong. No, like they, they you can uh, picture a sphere split three ways on the top, and then it opens up at the base. Okay. All right. Got it. Okay. Now on the three-legged side, picture two very beefy arms. Okay. Like a machamp, <laughs> if I can use the Pokemon reference. <laughs> okay. I got it. Okay. Then they have a crusty exoskeleton. Uh huh. Just covered in eyes and little shutters randomly open and close all over it like stars blinking in the sky. Like that thing from Big Trouble in Little China? Never seen it. Ugh. What's the thing called? A beholder? I, I mean, beholders are from D&D, so yes, like okay. a beholder. Okay, I think that thing was very similar to a beholder then. I think that's why I thought that's what it was called. I clearly do not understand Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> if there are beholders floating around in it. Oh, it's batshit and the greatest movie ever. Okay. Do you now Do you now get the Makora a little better? I do. Do they still make you so deeply uncomfortable? <laughs> Yes, because they're still... Hang on. Hold on, Meg. You gotta make noise so that pops up. There we go. No! I, oh, that's worse than I had it in my head. <laughs> Can, we need to post that in the group when this episode drops, because that's amazing. Is that like fan art of a Makora? It's from the Animorphs Wikipedia. Oh. Oh, so that's official. What I love is that um, what it's that? a now extinct peaceful race that lived around 65 million years ago. They are responsible for bringing broccoli to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, alright. So that's, that's my thought on the Makora. They seem like good dude but lopsided <laughs> i mean tim that's like okay never mind <laughs> okay someone someone listening at home time out please if you have not rated and reviewed this podcast yet give it however many stars you want just make the description they're lopsided but they seem like good <laughs> If all, of our if all of our review text is that from now on, I will die happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that. I had something as a next talking point, but I can't beat that. Did they ever describe what a nest looks like? Did they ever see one up close? They're ants. They're ants. They're, ants, they're, they're yeah. like, they, exactly. They can they, make different things. I remember them. They are sentient alien ant farms that glom together to make writhing masses of different shapes. I remember yep. them calling them ants, but I didn't know if that was like an actual description or they. I were... think they, they were too small like for it. them to see properly. That's what I was yeah. wondering if it was something you couldn't tell where one is. Because I sort of got that opinion when they were walking through the place and they're like, they could be anywhere. And <laughs> okay, they must be very small. Currently mad at myself because I wrote in my notes, oh shit, Tobias, good point. And I have no <laughs> idea why. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, was it, sometimes it's hard to make a decision, but later the thing that makes the decision obvious may may appear or whatever? Was it that? No. <laughs> I do have to that say, was like, it. it was before that. Go Tobias for, like, making the decision and be like, I'm making this decision so that the rest of you don't have to. Yeah, Tobias is, Tobias was smart on that one. Yeah. yeah. Still a bit of a shit. This, this book would have been, like, 15 pages longer of them discussing the moral implications of doing it or not doing it. So, way to save time there, Tobias. Just go ahead and get it done. I mean, I feel like if they had God was not doing it, the Elemus would have shown up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. I found why I said, oh shit, good point. Why? And it was, no one tell them we're from this planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was, yes. That was very smart. And it was definitely something that I sure wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have thought of it Because it, it kind of caught me off guard when they did it. And I'm like, that's a good thought. I would have failed there. <laughs> yep. Like, we're from the future and we don't know what you look like. So you do the math on that one. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the next chapter, I was back to hating Marco again. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good place to be, hating Marco. <laughs> what were we hating Marco for specifically? Well, first of all, he needs to lay the fuck off of Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill everybody that's cuter than me. Or wait, maybe that's just what Rachel said about him. I mean, her her bird on that was also very good. If we kill everyone, <laughs> if we kill all the guys who are cuter than you, that's half the planet's population. <laughs> Which implies he is the least cute guy. 
And, and then he leered at Rachel, and I wrote down, stop leering, you unevolved potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I kind of love that. Unevolved potato. I like I like how Axe gets fed up in this one with everyone assuming he knows every species of alien. <laughs> and also all of the physics. Yeah. Like, well, maybe you shouldn't brag like a little shit. Yeah, seriously. Right? It's like... Because his response is, well, I did sleep through that. Yeah. Yeah, we know. You sucked at school. But you guys yeah. are all so effing primitive. But I can't be bothered to stay awake and learn about a Sario rip in case it ever, you know, comes up. I mean, <laughs> if you were, say, a sophomore or junior in high school, and you had sat through physics, and then someone starts talking about needing to, I don't know, make sure their grain silo doesn't explode, would you have the physics to do that on hand? I don't know that we ever once discussed grain silos in physics class. So, my physics class... What kind class, of physics took, class did you take? Uh, the one, Not one near AP, grain silos, I guess. I took AP physics, and they let me in before I took calculus stuff. So it was a very dumb idea all around for me to be in that <laughs> class. Yeah, it was really fun when I took calculus the next year and was like, holy shit, physics makes sense. <laughs> <sighs> Guys, I know kung fu physics and physics. Um, let me say something. Oh, wet humor. What is wet humor? What do we think wet humor is? I'll be honest. I almost took it that note. Yes. And then yes. didn't because I decided to be good. <laughs> Thank you. Well, after last episode, I appreciate it. What did I do? Oh, yeah. I haven't re-listened to last ex- episode, but I did get in your notes and did remember, oh, yes, Axe's BDSM habits. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you how much of that I cut. <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> That's how we got it down to an hour 20. Okay. <laughs> um, What else do we have? I do think that whoever said, I think it was probably Marco, unfortunately, said that Cassie would enjoy time around the Mercora was probably right. Yeah. yeah. They seem pretty cool. Um, it's unfortunate that they um, yeah, they like fashioned them furniture and stuff. They were like they fashioned them, co- fashioned them cool like force field laser furniture. Yeah, <laughs> how great they gave them clothes and like all the broccoli they could eat. And stuff. They just seemed like a good good group. I mean, I want the fan art of them hanging out in Cretaceous Krypton, which I think is probably the name of Tim's new band. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many band names and I, no band. So do yeah. I. We should compare lists. <laughs> I do like the reference back to the Chi and the Pimelite as like I, a moment of like... First thing I thought on. of when they said they saw the city. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, I don't know if the Pimelite... I think the Pimelites didn't really make it that long on this planet. But that Chi, the Chi could be here doing some stuff. But then I guess the Chi came actually a lot later than this. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they, you know, evolved yeah. with wolves. Yeah, so. that was the first thing that I thought, though, was that it was yeah. a Chi city. Yeah, I did really like the, the setup there of like, yes, we know other aliens have come but they didn't all come 65 million years ago axe mentions an alien race that we haven't heard of before did anyone make note of that if not i will find it here quickly no i did not the corla Mm-mm. no that, that i apparently blew right past that yeah. i remember reading it I... which if 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 past history is any indication i bet some corla show up in the next couple of books that would make sense it's chekhov's corla <laughs> no yeah. i don't know no i give that like a five. Oh, really yeah you could have done better <laughs> I'll t- i mean i was holding out for chekhov's comment ah that's the uh no that one you could have probably named this book that but (laughs) like that was immediately what i thought when they said that the comet was going to miss the planet and i was like well no it doesn't (laughs) the second they saw it in the sky i was like it's (laughs) same which is why the fact that none of them even it's just gonna pass by us right (laughs) yeah it's fine it's like not but then like why would you think it was gonna hit us i mean every day they're like damn that's big look at how close that thing is was the comet thing that widely known in 1998 i I don't remember. So. I remember a time where it was being discussed. I think I was taught that in elementary school. But yeah, I don't remember any other theories. Also, the Corla never come back. The Corla never come back. Are they even mentioned again? No. Aw. I timmed. <laughs> We get to invent a whole new alien race. But no, like, I'm really worried about these kids and their education. Like, it's really taken a dive. I mean, if you were fighting evil aliens, would you be paying attention in science class? Yes. I, science class, If I feel that, like that I would pay more one. attention in science yeah. class if I was fighting aliens. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would not in English Definitely. class. I would in science class. How do I... Well, like, that's why you're the Marco. <laughs> 
how Cassie doesn't devote her spare time to like creating dossiers on animals that they can use for future <laughs> missions right? is beyond me. I'm like, you know that this is the thing that you're good yes. at, right? It's the n- thing that they're going to come to you about. It's too busy doing other prepping. <laughs> Although that one would be very logical, Cassie prepping the, the theme. I don't know why the idea of Cassie making animal dossiers takes my brain here, but I want to see the five of or the six of them. Axe has to be in on this. I want to see the, see the six of them play D and D or oh. some tabletop game. I mean, who would run it? I feel like Tobias. I feel yes, like Tobias. Tobias would totally yeah. be the DM. But also, like, I could see Rachel or Marco being like, "Don't we do this shit in real life? Why are we playing a game? <laughs> we don't fight elves in real would be life." Way into it. <laughs> okay, MJ, do you watch iZombie? I do, but I'm not super caught up. Okay, there's an episode. I think it's season three where they play D and D. That is amazing. That sounds vaguely familiar. I think I did Liv watch it. eats the brain of a DM, and they're all like yeah. super not into it at the beginning. Yes, this sounds right. And Peyton like basically kills her character within like a minute. And anyways, by the end of it, they're like like Clive's like trying to organize a weekly game. <laughs> anyways, this is what I'm picturing. <laughs> I think okay, I think this would happen. I think that Cassie would get very into like dealing with equipment and and min maxing and like being the most efficient so that she can not hurt anyone. But in the process of this, will like get really really detailed on how she accessorizes and what armor she has and rachel will just get so pissed off that why won't you do this in the real world i think rachel would be an orc barbarian yeah i agree she's definitely the fighter of the group also jake's the major and would create some stupid name like sir j which is what majors D characters name it i recently watched Re- i zombie I'm sorry. <laughs> did you did you recently watch i zombie i mean within the last like four months yeah <laughs> Axe will swear fealty to Jay's to Jay, Jake's character, and Jake's character will constantly be telling him to stop. He'd be like, "No, you can find a new leader in this game. Stop telling everyone in this world I'm a prince. You're going to get me killed." <laughs> yes, Prince, prince Jake. Uh, Jake would be a paladin. Yeah. Yes. Marco definitely plays chaotic, either neutral or good. And he'd be like a shitty bard, right? Like a oh. really annoying bard. Man. <laughs> I was thinking. He, I was thinking he would be a warlock. Maybe. So I feel like he would have a lot. Lot of fun with Eldritch Blast. Yeah, Alex. I don't know how caught up you are on our uh, our D and D Discord, but there definitely has been talk of like bards that aren't musicians. I think actually comedian was one that came up and Muppet based. <laughs> characters okay yeah i can see that hi ho i regret it yep. i regret uh, yep. it so much yep. <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> you did this i did i'm so sorry you brought this upon yourself <laughs> i did you monster God damn it <sighs> what would axe play would axe even understand <laughs> No. Axe would have have to play a kinku, and he'd constantly just make mouth sounds. I'm, like, really picturing Axe now, and I don't know. Do Andalites have imagination? (laughs) I mean, there are artists. That's true. So, like, art is a valued aspect of their society and culture. Yeah. So Andalites do have D&D. That's what we're slashing. (laughs) I want to know what Andalite D&D is like now. (laughs) They wouldn't fight with swords. Because they've established they're bad at armed hand-to-hand combat. But wouldn't that be the fantasy to have better armed-to-armed combat? Yeah. We are so off topic. We are very we off topic. <laughs> but but I had like six lines worth of notes for this one, so... <laughs> On Animorphs D&D? No, for the book as a whole. Oh. No, uh, okay. I feel overprepared with my five pages. <laughs> well, what else do you have? What else do you want to talk about? Um, Just because I have five pages of <laughs> notes doesn't mean that any of them are good or relevant. That uh, makes it more fun. Sell yourself short. <laughs> the uh, T Rex morphing situation was a weird shift for me while I was reading because it started as Cassie and then suddenly became Marco, and I lost the thread of when that happened. Yeah. And I was just a little confused, um, and I couldn't figure out where it had happened. The concept of stealth dinosaurs made me giggle a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And reminded me of a Mass Effect related comic comic that I will share with you guys later. <laughs> I just imagine them doing the like Kronk from Emperor's New Groove sound, giving themselves their own like spy music as they sneak around. Yes. But also like, how did they not figure out that it was the dinosaurs <laughs> destroying a building until someone thought spoke? <laughs> But Whoa. also, the fact that they have thought speak techno or thought speak detection. Thank you. That's the word I'm missing. Detection technology and Axe is like Andalites have been working on this forever. 
I want him to acknowledge at some point that maybe Andalites aren't the best. Like, this is 65 million happen. years ago. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away from the Andalite homeworld. I did have that thought a couple times. Do the Nesk come back was my thought. Like, It is an interesting question. Like, can something that small survive a blast? I mean, they got away. They were gone a day early. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they, yeah, they I totally left. missed that. Yeah, they were they were out. They were the reason that the comet hit Earth because they were like, you know, yeah, they changed the trajectory. yeah. They basically gave them a cur of the finger on their way out and shot a rocket at it and knocked it over towards Earth. <laughs> and I'm like, I I'm just wondering, like, now that they got away, will they show back up? Maybe they evolve into Yerks over the next sixty five million do. years. The best thing is this on the Wikipedia. It says, according to K. A. Applegate, retrieved on May uh, 1999. What happened? to the nest been to a picnic lately <laughs> yeah maybe some nests were left yeah. behind yeah and they survived because they're yeah. <laughs> answer the fucking worst terrible the uh we we get i think this is the only time or the first time we've had this happen two chapters back to back with the same narrator there's like i don't think it happened in one at all but in this one there's that moment where like tobias decides to acquire the dinolycus uh, and then it's like, I started to acquire him. Page turn. And now I'm going to morph it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird chapter break. Why yeah. not just make it one chapter? Or at least like jump thing. somewhere and come back. That was like a weird, oh, you guys are still here. <laughs> <laughs> what does I it did... say that Rachel's mm-hmm. the only one that doesn't lose control of the morph? It says... Do you mean Cassie? No, 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 no. Rachel's the only one that never loses control of the dinosaur morph. Well, she oh. she had the easier oh, okay. morph, apparently. Apparently the T-Rex was a little bit harder to control than the Dynanikes was. True, but Tobias did lose himself That's in that. That's also true. He's... He did slash but Rachel. But he has the least experience... That's also very true. Keeping control of a morph. And Rachel tends to go pretty heavy into like apex predators. Yeah. She probably had more experience with the predator brain. So that way it didn't overwhelm her. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate all the nice compliments about my girl. It makes me feel better. (laughs) Do you think that, uh, (laughs) do do you think that that was the reason that Cassie lost control? Is because she's sort of like her natural wiring is is the farthest from a T-Rex? I think that's a contributing factor. Yeah. Yeah. I think you also got to add in that Cassie's been slow losing it for the past few books yeah and add in that she's 65 million years away from home exhausted yeah which they all are granted but it's enough it's it's a definitely a breaking point yeah. plus she's been making some especially for her hard calls throughout this book yeah how did you guys feel about the note at the very end i loved it but also <laughs> like clearly it's up please don't send us letters <laughs> yeah no it's entirely like i know i screwed up a dinosaur somewhere yeah. but i don't care yeah. but also it's you know the best just yeah just read the book and enjoy it and shut up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was good. I mean, definitely like in this 2019, it would have been, please don't tweet at me. Please don't tweet at me. (laughs) Don't at me. I know I got it wrong. (laughs) But also, are you really going to believe some old men and their fossils (laughs) over my experience? Look, a Dianonychus is not a sandwich. I'm sorry. I was annoyed that there was never an explanation for the out-of-body voices. Yeah. Yeah, all the way to the end and nothing. Tim, take off your headphones. Okay, all right. Meg, does that come back or were you just speculating earlier? Who, me? Yeah. What did I say? Maybe at some point the Elemis comes back later. It was a speculation. I honestly don't remember when the Elemis comes back until the Cryat comes back, so. Okay, cool. Tim? Yeah, you get to come back. Yeah. That's (laughs) not a bit. We actually do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I believe that. <laughs> All right. What else do we have? Does anyone else have anything else? Did you guys like the fact that Alien showed up? I'm very on the fence about this. This is why I asked. I'll say this. Something had to show up. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if the whole book were the first act drawn out, it would have been, I think, too much for me. Yeah. There, wouldn't, yeah. um, there wouldn't have been much to it if it was just them waiting for a comet to hit. I mean, what I really wanted was... They weren't waiting for the comet to hit. Well, they they weren't because it wasn't going to hit. And then it, without the Alien race, you would have had to the comet just hit you know what i really wanted was chapman to show up in 65 million (laughs) bc mostly just to mess with tim (laughs) i mean i will be honest i I had a moment of like especially when the artificial light i was like i thought the yurks went back to the dinosaur age too yeah i thought so but i could i think i was mashing together two sorry yeah (laughs) and then i was like but it doesn't make sense as to why they would have been near the submarine so i don't know i like the idea that uh like establishing that the yurk invasion is not really new which i mean we got with the chi and whatever but it's yeah. re-establishing it again and history also history repeats 
don't eat broccoli. Broccoli <laughs> is from Alien. I'm going to tell everybody that every time anybody mentions broccoli, I'm just going to tell them, you know, broccoli was actually brought to Earth by the Mercura. Just like it's yeah. absolute truth. Tim. <laughs> yes. Your new job to promote this podcast is to start a YouTube channel that is all Animorphs themed conspiracy theories without ever saying explicitly that they're from Animorphs. Okay. <laughs> Done. This I don't is know how I feel this about is your this. This is your new job, and uh, you are welcome to use this to seed your cult as you go, because (laughs) we are now into the fourth month of the year, and you have yet to make any headway on your cult, Uh, and you you need to catch up. I do. I need to. The problem is that there are people that are going to buy into this, and I'm not okay with that. (laughs) Look, as long as they click the link to listen... And rate and review. What harm is being done? The broccoli lo- probably some. The broccoli lar- lobby is not going to come for us in our sleep. Probably. I feel like I need to sit down and write like <laughs> sort of like the core tenets of my cult. I think that's where I need to start. Is you know, four months into the year, I think that's a good idea. No, I think so. <laughs> yeah. That's my. You might want to look up the definition of a cult. Yeah, that's my new April resolution. Yeah. So. That can be actually part of your cult. April, <laughs> April resolutions. <laughs> look, a lot of people get in on the resolution thing q1 for us it's q2 q2 is where we make our resolutions that's tim colt fiscal year starts april 1st (laughs) the tim colt calendar have you considered have you considered using maybe a calendar other than the 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 traditional calendar that is used in in western culture have you thought about making up your own bespoke calendar no matter what it would be just a ripoff of like a calendar it would just be dressed up with like animals or something like (laughs) this is the month of the red panda and uh, just things like that i don't know maybe that's good enough though maybe that's all people need as long as you because it is a cult uh, you you do have to have one that is the blue oyster (laughs) you don't think that'll like tip it off that it's maybe not as serious as i'd hope people would believe it is does it matter no it really doesn't sorry but if you really want people to take it serious you may not want to be (laughs) (laughs) you're too nice probably true but that might be where yeah. he gets you that's true i need to get some like white clothes like <laughs> bed sheets or something because i think that's what cult people wear right they wear bed sheets right <laughs> tim i think you're confusing cults and specifically the kkk oh no 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 no, 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 no nothing that covers the face nothing that covers the face <laughs> i went with like greek clothing yeah that's kind of what i was leaning towards we were not going to yeah, but 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 as as your as your image like, consultant, togas, togas. We were thinking togas. Okay, that's better. Yeah. White is very hard to keep clean, though. That's true. That's true. Also, Especially no when Kool-Aid. the pollen count gets high. No Kool Aid. Yeah, you have to use squeeze it instead. <laughs> do they still make those? Was it Kool Aid? Bur- Tim, do they still make those? Kool Aid bursts. They do. I get them like. Is that what they're called now? Yeah, yeah, the little things okay. where you rip off the top. Yeah, yeah. Kool Aid bursts and squeeze its were two different things. Mondo was also a third thing. Okay, can we move what on was from this? <laughs> I have no more notes. <laughs> I've been out of notes for a while. If that wasn't obvious, <laughs> uh, we're gonna put some fanfic in, huh? Well, before that, we should go oh. to a commercial break. Oh yeah. Also, are we doing fanfic this episode? Or are we releasing really uh, just a massive episode and then getting back on track after this? Uh, that's an excellent question. So right now it's a commercial break. Yeah, we should go we'll to commercial break. We've made difficult decisions. And there are still more ahead of us. Two people aren't enough to save the galaxy. We need the toughest. Smartest. Deadliest allies. We need you. We need you to join us. And listen to Reignite. A certain point of view podcast about storytelling. Love. And Mass Effect. Join us every other Thursday as we fight for the fate of an entire galaxy. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts. Or at certainpov.com slash reignite. We're counting on you. We should go. We're like totally off air right now. Yeah. They're hearing MJ's voice right now, which, by the way, love that promo. It's an excellent oh, promo. Oh, it was good. I listened to Yay! it right before. I'm glad yeah, you guys it liked very it. Good. I haven't heard I it yet. I worked very hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a lot of Mass Effect commercials. So I that. <laughs> that is amazing. All right. And now we're back. Uh, animal trivia. Everyone ready for animal trivia? Sure. It is very innocuous this week. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Thank you. <laughs> it is very innocuous this week. Um, would anybody like to get 
guess how many legs the subject of this week's animal trivia has? Seven. Seven. <laughs> I was going to say less than eight, so I guess seven all around. <laughs> it's four. Oh, okay. I am back with more uh, uh, aesthetically pleasing squirrels. We've talked we... about what? we've talked about blacklight reactive flying squirrels in a previous episode. Four. Because we were going to do blacklight reactive animal mini golf. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I vaguely remember this. Okay. Yes. Okay. This time, uh, a species of squirrels endemic to India that are bright blue and purple and maroon and three feet long with big bushy tails, even bigger and bushier than we are used to. <laughs> what? It is called the Malabar giant squirrel, also known as a shekru. I will drop a picture of one of these into the chat we have. Oh my goodness, look at his little face. Oh, there we go. Drop it in chat. There we go. Okay. That is and a fucking long tail. Basically, they, they are as long as three feet. And uh, yeah, are often bright blue and purple. Some are just solid purple with like white stripes down their tails. Some are a little redder and, and more lemur-like in does, coloration. Does this have a bug on its tail? Yes. Yes, it does. Oh, it does. I didn't notice that. Yes. Huh. Your camouflage sucks, bug. <laughs> spotted you right away um basically my trivia is that these exist (laughs) and sometimes that's enough and that is good and let's just all appreciate pretty squirrels (laughs) it's so cute i mean i'm not gonna lie i just would like to run around with that tail for a while Oh, I didn't see this last one the last time i did it i'm gonna drop this last one in the chat too just to get live reactions on air I really want to see the tail, like, like how does it move the tail? I'd imagine much like a normal squirrel. Yeah, like... But that is a really, very carefully. really long tail for something that is... Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Those eyes. Those little paws. He's so cute. Okay. I found an article about them, and I'm clicking through more pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are fantastic. No one's going to pay attention to anything I say for the rest of the episode now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're all going to be looking at colorful squirrels. Yeah, I really want my hair like this. <laughs> <laughs> I knew someone on this call was going to say that before this segment was through. I just I and I I co-sign right this. I, I, I approve this. It's great. <laughs> All right. Do we want to get some predictions from Tim? No. <laughs> Tim, you I'm can sorry. Do this. I'm I'm checking with our judges. <laughs> nope, Tim, your answer is incorrect. You are the weakest link. Make predictions. Oh. Okay. It's a Cassie book, and MJ's going to really like it. Those are my predictions. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. no. So, when have we ever let you know that no, no. Uh It's called The Departure. It, would you say this one's familiar? <laughs> not too familiar. Oh, but stop not it. too stop not it. familiar? I hate you both. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So here's the predictions. We're leaving the planet, okay? But not like Sario Rip or something. Like we're going to get in a spaceship and we're going to leave the planet. Time out. We just left the planet last book. Yes, we're leaving the planet again. But remember last book. They'd never expect it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like we're going to have a conversation. We're going to get into some kind of ship and we're going to leave. And we're going to go. They're going to choose to leave. Yes, yes. I don't know where else you would depart to if you're an anamorph. Like you're pretty much out of like, you're going to go to another dimension or something. So we're going to another planet. Um, I'm a little disappointed that you think she would do that again so soon but okay i don't know where else to depart to like okay. are we going to like okay, why do we have to or, depart to because it's called the departure okay. all <laughs> what right other things depart we're going to santa fe are we going to open up a restaurant in santa fe i don't just for my old friend <laughs> okay tim yes i need the name of a person alexander hamilton what the fuck? <laughs> i'm just gonna write a dot ham I need a noun. Um, squirrel. Squirrel. Good, good. Uh, how about an emotion? Can you give me an emotion? Um, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Can you? Fear. Are you sure? Fear. Do you have emotion? No. Ooh, ooh, fear. ooh. Fear. Tim got one right. Oh! Alright, I need another noun. Um, okay. Okay, so I'm just realizing that you're putting together departure means leaving Earth. Yes. Rocket. <laughs> Okay. Rocket. Okay. Uh, An occupation. Occupation. Uh, Taxidermist. Taxidermist. Very good. Very good. That makes a lot of sense. And one more noun, please. Okay. Um. I, I, okay. Departure. And she's making it sound like I'm stupid for them leaving. So I'm gonna go with train. 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 Okay. So. Damn it! I really want like an animorphs on the like murder yeah. <laughs> crossover now. All right. I now present Tim's prediction. Okay. Alexander Hamilton has had it. He's tired of the squirrels. Tired of the fear. Tired of being a rocket. But now a taxidermist knows who and what he is. Like it or not, Alexander Hamilton has to find a way to keep the Animorphs train. (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> Not as accurate as one of my predictions usually is. Hey, you got the right emotion. Yeah. Congratulations. That is better than the last Mad Lib. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Um, do we have any reviews or listener questions? I didn't look it up. Did you? I will do that now. I don't have my iPhone in front of me. I do have the... I posted a new Twitter question that I will also pose to you guys. What dinosaur would you morph into if you could? Ankylosaurus. Pterodactyl. I was not a dinosaur kid, so I can't pull one <laughs> out of my brain. But I probably would go with something that flies, so pterodactyl. Raptor. Hands down. Uh, we got a response from... <clears throat> read them and weep meatball brain uh who agrees velociraptor but so they can recreate the jurassic park kitchen scene <laughs> and podville podcast gave uh, the correct answer which is not the mama <laughs> <laughs> i was both excited to see someone beat me to responding with that and very very sad <laughs> <laughs> I had the GIF pulled up and ready to go, and I went and I saw, oh, two responses. Let me just make sure no one else did. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. We have no new questions. You can submit questions to us through our website at mindsatyork.com if you want, or on Twitter. Uh, I am checking for new reviews now. Cooperate. Did we I not have this? a, uh, or do you post the the shitty Andalites on the off week? They're on the off weeks, although okay. we didn't have one for the last episode because okay. I didn't have time to do one. I'll post, uh... We still haven't used the, uh, uh Picasso Andalite, though. Okay. And then there's the one that's got to drop at the end of this month. Yeah, that's, it's too soon for that. No new reviews. Alas. But everyone knows now what to write for a review. We've done the hard work for you. <laughs> that thing Tim said earlier. All right. What else do we normally do before we end an episode? Do you not pull up the... There's no technology, so There's we really no can't tech. complain about uh, cameras. <laughs> we've done Tim's predictions. I, I'm pretty sure we've covered all our bases here. Uh, really quick. Yeah. Uh, this episode is dropping after the fact. When does this episode drop? This episode drops on a Tuesday or Wednesday, oh, specifically April 16th. Okay. So by the time that this episode drops, we will have done our first two episodes of the Animorphs TV show. You can uh, be on the lookout for our uh, responses to those episodes. They will post them in the podcast feed. And uh, we will start discussing when the May episodes are coming out after we see how well the first two do. If it's not a train wreck. (laughs) Yes. Um, Anybody got anything to promote? Except for MJ, we'll get to you in a second. Just the usual panelology for me. Weekly comics review podcast the 49th episode of judging book covers <laughs> i'm so sorry i gave you a number because i have no idea if it's right <laughs> oh um okay i think that's all we've got to get through especially just mentioning the tv show all right um well then before we outro and all of that mj first thank you for coming and being with us and doing this thanks for asking me secondly what would you like to promote where can people follow you and listen to you and consume other things you have done yeah so i'm on a podcast called reignite which is a certain pov podcast you can find us online at certainpov.com slash reignite it's a podcast where me and my best friend sit down and we replay mass effect for the upteenth time and we have a lot of feelings about it so if you like mass effect or if you just like aliens or more specifically romancing aliens you should give us a, a listen uh you can follow me on twitter i am at ihorde libraries personally uh i am i run all the social media for reignite so that's at reignite pod and that's probably it and i will <laughs> say as someone who has never gotten through a mass effect game or really very far into one it is a delight to listen to even without that and those are the show notes for the other podcast i do and are not helpful for this whoops <laughs> Um, there it is. Uh, so yes, I will second that. Even if you don't like Mass Effect, you can listen and enjoy it. I mean, all video games should just be about romance. Like, which ones you can romance and which ones you can't. It's so frustrating. Yeah, agree. I talk about that a lot. <laughs> all right. Uh... 
Anything else before we outro? Okay, we would like to thank Christina Spinks for our show art. If you are interested in getting some cool art from her, email her at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit her at Chaos Does Art on Instagram. Peep our social means at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at Minds at Yerk at gmail.com or go to our website, Minds at Yerk.com. Remember, Yerk is spelled Y-E-E-R-K. If you want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You know what to say now. Uh, we are available on your podcatching platform of choice, and if not, let us know and we'll try to get there. Alright, somebody say when. Don't forget about the Discord. When? Oh, don't forget about the Discord. Yes, that too. Alright, <laughs> gray feather patterns began to appear on my skin. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. I'm Tim. I'm MJ. And until then, we fight.